Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I've got a personal question. It's a real question to um, ask you. How many here found yourself in a time of fear in the year 2020? Now, maybe it was a fear of getting COVID. Maybe it was a fear of giving COVID. Could have been for you. It could have been a work-related fear. Maybe it was a financial-related fear. It might have to do with relationships and things that were taking place. It could have been another health scare that you found yourself in that wasn't even COVID-related. For some, your fear may have not been, you know, like for you, but it was for your kids and what was taking place in their life or what might be, you know, happening to them with all that was going on or taking place here. How many of you at some point in 2020 found yourself in a time of fear? And I will be the first to lift my hand on this one here. Yeah. Now, the follow-up question is this. How many believe that you are going to find yourself in a time of fear in 2021? Can I see those hands raised high? Yeah, and happy new year to everybody, right? Like, but as we were praying, really, you know, asking God, what is it that you want us to start this year out? How can we do it in a way that is inspirational, that is hope-giving, and that is right in the midst of something that we need to hear from you about? Well, this subject, in time of fear, was one that immediately came to the forefront of what it was that we knew that God wanted to give a word to us about. So, what is God's word to you in the year 2021? It's this. May God bless you richly and grant you increasing freedom from all anxiety and fear. Would you read this word from God to us together with me? Everybody, may God bless you richly and grant you increasing freedom from all anxiety and fear. Now, in just a moment, I want you to say this with me. This is God's heart, and this is God's will for me. Ready? This is God's heart, and this is God's will for me. We want to be able to take this word from God and be able to experience it as he wants for us to in our lives this year. In fact, one of the things that we just want to offer at the very beginning of the year would be a wallpaper of this verse, kind of graphic design with it, that you can download, put on your phone or tablets or whatever, just to keep it in front of you all this month. Maybe you want to keep it you know, for all this year as well, this word from God to start it out with you. So to get that, if you're not normally getting texts from us, all you need to do is text the word Fox River and you'll see the number 74121. You can do that right now if you want. That'll come out on Monday and you'll be able to get that right in front of you. This desire, this word from God for each and every one of us in this coming year for that which we will face. And to that end, I want to invite you to pray with me. God, thank you for your word to us. We open ourselves to it, we receive it, and ask you now 
to allow us to experience you and it in the full. According to your will, Jesus, thank you for this, and thank you for your empowerment of it, Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody in agreement said, amen. Amen. I remember the first time that I heard somebody say that there were 365 fear not statements that God gives in the Bible. And when I heard that, I'm like, that is so cool. Like one for every day of the year. So when I went back and checked it out, you know what I found? It wasn't true. Like, bummer. Like, ugh. You know, there's only 220 statements that God says to fear not to us only 220 statements that way. But if we would couple with that the terms such as take courage, stand strong, overcome fear, and these words that God gives to us, we have way more than 365, way more than a statement every day of the year when fear is something that we find ourselves in the midst of. Now, why is it that God says so much in his word to us about fear. I think one reason would be this. It's because fear is real. And it is something that all of us experience. In fact, we experience fear in both of our brains. Now some may be wondering, like, I didn't even know I had two brains. Our first brain we have in our head, when we experience fear, our amygdala immediately kicks into action and it begins calling for um, different hormones that are being shot all throughout our body, things like cortisol and adrenaline, you know, like fight or flight type of responses that we might have there. It's the perception of fear that would occur here. But we also have a second brain that is in our gut. It's called the enteric nervous system. It's here that you feel fear. You ever feel butterflies in your stomach? Ever feel a knot in your stomach? Ever have to give a speech, something like that, and feel like you're going to throw up? That's because of the enteric nervous system that is alerting us to fear. In fact, it is redirecting the blood flow in our body when we're experiencing times of fear. I mean, just amazing how God has designed us that way. So when you hear people say, fear, it's just in your head, You can look at him and say, not with me, it's not. It's all throughout my body. It is physical, it is emotional, it is um, spiritual. All areas are affected by fear. Different degrees, of course. So we throw up a fear scale, and we go like, you know, you can have low anxiety that's going on, that fear that's there, all the way up to, if you hit 10, it is a debate debilitating fear. Your brain goes foggy and your body can even begin to freeze up at that point. But all fear is affecting us, which brings us to the second reason I think God says so much to us about fear. And that's because fear, when we dwell in, when we live in fear, we don't know how to deal with it, then it will take us to a place that God does not want you to be. 2020, the number one mental health issue in 2020 was anxiety. No surprises, right? That 
fear that is just set in. It's like a fear that is covering our land. When we dwell in fear, it will derail us. And God knows this. It'll derail us spiritually. It derails us mentally. It derails us emotionally. It can, de- it can derail us physically as well. It could literally make us sick. Now, you might think, but guy, isn't there good fear, you know, that we can experience too? Most of the time, though, what we're referring to when we talk about good fear is just wisdom, such as you don't want to poke a sleeping grizzly bear with a stick. In fact, I don't think you want to poke a sleeping grizzly bear with anything. You don't want to play with a loaded gun. You don't want to, while driving, play chicken, be impaired, be texting, right? Because wisdom says, this is going to end badly. Don't do this. Now we have five fear helps that we're going to focus in on in this month of January. The first fear help that we received tonight is from Jesus himself. And so if you happen to have a copy of the Bible with you, or you can pull one up on your phone real quickly, I want you to do that right now. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 14. This is an event that Jesus is pretty well known for that just adds to the connectiveness of this help that he wants to to give to us. Verse number 22 We start out reading, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat to go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. This is just after the feeding of the 5,000. So that's the crowd that's being dismissed. After he had dismissed them, Jesus went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were, you see it, terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So if we pause for just a second... The disciples here are experiencing fear on a couple different levels. And I'd say legitimate fear, right? They were out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and all of a sudden this storm and the boat is being thrown around out there. They don't know if it's going to get capsized. They don't know if they're going to drown in the middle of the night out there. I mean, those would be legitimate fears. Then somebody in the midst of all of that fighting against the storm happens to look over to the side, and they see what it looks like a person standing on the water. But because people can't stand on the water, they go like, it can't be a person. It must be a spirit. It must be a ghost. And it's looking at us. They were truly freaking out. You talk about the brain and the gut that was going together at a wild pace that way. So Jesus has to call to them, and he said this phrase. He said, Take courage. It's I. It's me. It's Jesus. And then he says this, do not be afraid. And if you can, I want you to highlight that phrase there. When Jesus says, do not be afraid, because it is his most repeated command that he gives to his followers. 
In fact, 21 different times, Jesus repeats this word, do not be afraid to his followers. 19 times in the Gospels, two more times it's going to come in the book of Revelation. Listen to this word that Jesus has for us in it. Now, let's continue. By the way, if you know the story, you know it's coming next. If you don't know the story, you are going to love this. Lord, Peter shouts out, if it's you, tell me to come to you. And so Jesus says, come. And Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. That's a very interesting phrase there, that Peter, when he saw the wind. I mean, normally we would do this, right? You feel the wind. You don't see the wind. What's being communicated here by Matthew, who was there, by the way? He was one that was in the boat taking this all in. I can say this. Um, I can say to Dave, I could say, um, I see you. Or I could say, I see you. And that is what was with Peter. He not only saw like a mist of wind or something that was blowing by, he took the whole thing in. It became a focus point for him. He saw the wind and its effects. And when he did, that's when the sinking began. And he cries out, Lord, save me. And it says immediately Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. Oh, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, the help that Jesus has for all of us in our time of fear comes through the question that he asked to Peter. Now, we know this. When Jesus asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. When Jesus asks a question, it's to be able to help the one that he's asking the question to. And the question that Jesus asked Peter was this. Do you remember? Peter, why did you what? Yeah, why did you doubt? Now, normally the word for doubt is the word diacrino. Diacrino means to be uncertain, or it means that which causes us not to trust. But that's not the word that Jesus used. That's not what he was asking Peter. Jesus asked Peter, Peter, why did you distazzo? Now, distazzo sounds Italian, doesn't it? But I don't think Jesus was speaking Italian then. That's actually a Greek word as well. And distazzo means this, to have a double standing or to have a double focus about what's going on. See, here's what had happened with Peter. Peter started out, and when he left the boat, he was focused on who? Man, he was, it was all eyes on Jesus. But at some point, Peter became double-focused, distazzo. And he began to focus on the fear. He began to focus on the storm that was there about him. Now, the lesson that we are going to learn is a pretty easy lesson to learn. Practicing it, though, that's what the challenge comes in, and that's what we really want to be able to drill in on tonight. Because truth is, you can focus on this, you can focus on Jesus, but if you do, you're not focused on fear of the storm. 
But if you focus on this, you are not able at the same time to be able to focus on this. Now, some of your eyes are doing this, right? They're just shooting back and forth. You're like, I can do it. I can, I can take it in that way. And maybe that's what was going on with Peter, but it seems that this double focus caused him to lose focus here. And the first thing that Jesus says to us in our time of fear that we need is to focus on him. But this was so great that it drew attention from this to this. And when it happened, that's when Peter began sinking. Now, fortunately, we know this, that when he cried out, Jesus was there like that, able to, able to help him. But I want us, to, I want us to, just to spend a few moments going, how do we keep this in focus when this is so big and going on in our lives? And before we just drill into this, something that I think is even more amazing than a person being able to walk on water can you think of what that would be? Isn't it even more amazing that somebody could rise from the dead? I mean, walking on water is impressive. Rising from the dead, that's taking it like to a whole new level. And look at these words that Jesus has for us with that perspective in mind. We know the walking on water perspective, but look at these words from the book of Revelation. Jesus says this. Read the first ones with me. Ready? Do not be, yeah, do not be afraid, or it's fear not, depending on the translation there. Jesus says, do not be afraid. 20th time that he makes this statement now, because I'm the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And so Jesus said, I want you to turn your focus on me in times of fear. So, our fear, that which one is going to compete with attention, we want to start out by just going, what is that? If you are in the midst, if you are in a time of fear right now, what is your fear storm? Wherever it's at on the scale, low end of the scale, high end of the scale, what is it for you? What has it been for you? Because it's interesting, these things have a tendency to reoccur in our lives. But we can identify this, and the more specific we get with this, the more help that we're going to be able to receive from Jesus with regards to it. So I'm going to shrink this down for just a second. And here's what I'm going to ask everybody to do at some point in the next 24 hours. I'm going to ask you to get two three-by-five cards. On one card, or similar to it, on one card I just want you to write down fear, my fear, and then I want you to write down as specifically as you can, what is it that is causing you fear right now? What is it that's causing you anxiety right now? And I want you to write that down on this card. On the other card, I want you to take and I want you to write Jesus on the top and then two other words underneath it. So when you're focusing on this card, the word underneath Jesus is the word risen. If you believe that Jesus is risen from the dead, then I want you to put a check mark on that card. And then also underneath risen, the words with me. If you believe that Jesus is keeping his word, at the end of this book of Matthew, Jesus makes a statement, and lo, I am with you always to the very end of this world. Later in Hebrews, Jesus makes this statement that I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. 
And if you believe that Jesus is true to his word, then I want you to put a check mark beside with me. And you're going to have, this is the fear that I have right now. I've got cards like this. And this card with Jesus. And you're going to find this taking place in your life. When this comes to the top of the pile, we need to get this on top of it again. And this is what's so real and screaming at us. And we need to get this in front of us. Because the more that we can continue to get our focus back on Jesus, the one who is risen, the one who is with it, it will be able to help us. You're going to find when we are sinking that Jesus is the one that is reaching out to save us in our time of fear and all of that derailing that could take place in our lives. Now, a couple ways that I think are going to be big, big helps in the year 2021. The first help, so our 2021 action that I'm going to ask everyone to do together, is this year I want to make sure that you are receiving every day the verse of the day. If you are not receiving the verse of the day right now, and you know who you are because, like, I didn't get it today, what I want you to do is you can grab your phone right now, you've got permission, and download the app, version. And put that on your phone. If, there, if it charges you anything, then you got the wrong app there. So version. And once you're in version, then you want to receive the verse of the day. I get mine about 545 in the morning. Um, if you need any help with that, getting that, just ask us here or check with the fifth grader. Either one will be able to, you know, we'll get you set up so that you are receiving this every day. This week, this is a great illustration this week. If you go back to Monday of this week, if you were in a time of fear, Psalm 34.4 happened to be the verse of the day, which said this, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. That would have been the first word that you would have gotten from God that day, and in case this had come to the top, you can get this right back up there. Saturdays, Saturdays, this Saturday, verse of the day from Deuteronomy chapter 31. It talks about God as he declares do not fear. Do not be afraid because, and he said, makes a statement again, because I am with you and I will go before you. That may have been just the word that you needed today for that time of fear that you're in. Will you put yourself in a place this year to help focus on Jesus each and every day? Now there's a second part if you find yourself in a time of fear. We need to focus on Jesus. And secondly, we need to make sure that we are connected to others. When Peter got back in the boat with the others, then together they worshiped Jesus. They said, truly you are the son of God. Jesus gives his followers, he gives us instructions on how to live our lives and live them to the full. That's his desire for us. You might have a life and you can have it to the full. And one of the ways that Jesus does it, very specifically, is through what we call the one another instructions or the one another command. So the, the signal is this. Jesus says, I want you to this one another. For example, the most repeated one another command that Jesus gives is I want you to love one another. The second most repeated one other command that Jesus gives to us, this is how I want you to live your life, is I want you to encourage one another. Now that word encourage, it's not simply, you know, giving somebody a slap on the back, at a boy, at a girl, you know, keep up the good work there. Encourage means to put courage into. 
It means when a person is in a difficult time, in a time of fear, that you are ones, a means that God is able to bring courage for that time of fear that a person is in. Hear this. It is God who tells us that focusing on Jesus in our time of fear is not enough. We also need others in our lives. I want you to hear that holisticness of this because there's three mistakes that is so easy to make in our time of fear. First mistake is this. In your time of fear, you can be alone. And if you are alone, if all you have is the resource of yourself and whatever your fear is, then you are not in a good place. And the greater the fear, the more quickly that we become overcome and affected negatively by our fear. Don't be alone in your fears. The second mistake you can make, though, is you can be focused on Jesus and neglecting others. This is the times in our life in which we say, God, it didn't work. God, I got my cards. I put Jesus. I focused on Jesus. I put him in front of my fear, but it didn't work. I'm still just trapped in my fear. And what God would say to us is this. It's because you're not listening to what I'm saying to you. Remember, it is God who said that we need Jesus in our lives and we need other people as well. Third mistake that we can make, and that would be neglect Jesus and rely on other people in our time of fear. And when we do that, it's like we got people, we got encouragement from people, we got help from you know, counselors, etc. But we are cut off from the source of hope and help himself. He's the one that says, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. He's the one that reached out and helped Peter in his time of need. I don't think that we can be too focused on Jesus. And be like, I think I'm just too focused on Jesus. I don't think that's possible. But it's so easy to not focus on Jesus, especially when we are in a big storm. Now, I think all of us have a propensity. And if I were to ask you, yours... Is yours one to go it alone? Is it two? You're, I'm focused on Jesus, but I just don't have other people in my life. Or to be three, I have a tendency to forget about Jesus and I just rely on other people. Whatever your propensity is, make a note of it right now and stay out of that this coming year. So the 2021 20, action that I'm going to ask you to take, we've got one. We're going to get the verse of the day delivered to us. We're going to focus on Jesus. But I want you to either join a group or I want you to start a group this year. Social science study that was done in 2019. So 2019. In it, it stated this. That for the average American, it has been over five years since they have had a new friend in their life. Over five years. Average American has less than three friends that they are connected to, three friends in their life. This was 2019. Think what 2020 was like. A friend is not somebody that you've just tagged on social media. 
Friend is that person that you can call in a time. It's somebody that actually can bring encouragement to you. Where are you at that way? And especially if you're one that goes like, you know, I'm really not kind of that people person. I really don't do the groups thing. You will be in a time of fear because it is life. Will you listen to what Jesus wants for you? We've got, you know, groups you meet face-to-face. We've got hybrid, sometimes face-to-face, sometimes online. So we get groups, they're just online. Whatever would work best for you, I'd encourage you to do that. I'd encourage you to sign up. It's easy on our website. Again, you can use a church app for it. You can stop by in any of the, you know, the lobbies or online just to be able to get that help. But it will make a huge difference in 2021 because here's the bottom line. In times of fear, I need to be Jesus-focused and one another connected. Can I get everybody to say that with me? In times of fear, I need to be Jesus-focused and one another connected. And Jesus drives this truth home in even a deeper way in communion. And I'm going to have our campus leaders and our campus pastors right now lead their campuses in communion as we now grab our communion cups. If you've got those coming in, if you need one, if you just raise a hand, I think we've got an usher in back who could help you out that way. So if you need one that way, otherwise get yours out. Jesus spoke these words at the last supper. So he just finished communion. And listen to what he says. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Look at this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And you want to say it with me? And do not be afraid. Do not. This is the 19th time. 18 times Jesus said before in the Gospels. And the communion, he drives this home. It is his word to every one of his followers. Hey, we've come to our time of communion. And this is a time where we can worship together. It's a time where we can celebrate Christ and who he is and what he's done together as an online community. Even though we're in different places, again, we can do this together. So here's what we're going to do. You already got your, your, your bread or something like that, and you've got your juice or coffee, or water, or something like that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and then we're going to partake in the elements together. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread or the granola bar in my case, or whatever you have on hand. And let's celebrate Jesus Christ. Let's remember him together as we eat the bread together. I maybe should have took a smaller piece of granola bar. (laughs) Communion can be fun too. All right. In the same way, 
After supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the juice or the coffee or the water, or maybe you even got some wine on hand, whatever you have, and let's remember the Lord Jesus Christ, his blood that was shed for us, that who was far away we could be brought near by believing in him. Let's celebrate and remember him together. Let's drink. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Jesus, we thank you for what you've done. God, you've done so much for us. And you've done the work. Lord, you are the one that gave your body for us. You are the one whose blood was shed. And God, you ask us to simply remember you. God, we first came to you in faith in Jesus, and you brought us near. And now you're giving us the opportunity to remain near again simply by remembering you. Lord, help us to remember you, not only in this moment, but in the moments thereafter, God, that we might walk with you. Jesus, that we might abide or remain connected to you as we live our lives, God, that you might be glorified and by your grace, God, and by your power that we might be helped and blessed. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.